at the fireworks factory. We're here. We're at the finale. Well, the first half of the finale. I'm John Shidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And once again, this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge, talking about double agents. We're finally at the finale, as I said off the top. Sheldon, you know this. I think our listeners know this. I always start to lose steam on Seasons of the Challenge for the last two or three episodes before the finale. Okay. Because I I complain about it all the time because things get a little more boring. Usually the annoying people, a.k.a. the entertaining people, are out of the house. Everyone's friendly. You know, the house is emptier so they can avoid the people they dislike. You know, maybe there'll be one person who's sort of on their own and they just sulk in the corner. It's not as entertaining from a TV perspective. Usually if there's a couple that's hooking up, you know, they've been separated. One of them has been sent home as an obvious target. Like, I find it's not as good TV. But the finale, Sheldon, it always reels me back in. How did you feel about this episode? I always love it. I always love the the finals, always, always fun once they actually get to it. Because the beginning part of this whole episode was kind of like recapping. So in theory, if you just happen to jump in, or you might not be too familiar with these people, you could still watch it and, and you know, be interested. You'd have some questions, but you would know at least, oh, okay, so... Fessy really threw himself into an elimination just so that he could choose his own partner, who's Casey. Oh, okay. Oh, Leroy's mad because his partner Casey really, after having such a good season, abandoned him so that she could go with Fessy. You know, you get all those little storylines. You get the whole even, oh, Leroy telling you this is his last challenge, and he's so happy to be running it with Nani because – that's how he first came into this reality TV game on the real world Las Vegas, which people, if you have not seen that season of the real world Las Vegas, you need to go do yourself a favor and go back in the archives and watch that. Great television. It's one of the best seasons. It's one of the best seasons of the real world. And the real world's fallen off over the last, whatever, five years. I don't even know. But like that was still when the real world was cranking out bangers, 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 bangers. And that was, yeah, they, they had a good run there between Brooklyn, uh, DC, uh, I guess New Orleans was around then. St. Thomas was not great. Sorry, Marie. And, <laughs> uh, but Las Vegas was great. Portland was okay. Portland had some explosive moments, yeah. but then things started to fall apart. I did, I did like parts of this episode when they're in the liquor dome. Because there's a couple things that made me smile, made me pump my fist. The first of which was Corey and Fessy are standing there, you know, doing their hand rubbing, mm-hmm. gassing each other up. But then in confessional, they're both talking about how they don't like each other that much anymore. And Corey, in particular, gave me life when he said he hasn't forgotten how Fessy did Nelly wrong. How can I'm he- so pleased to hear that. How can he forget? And I like that, you know, he basically calls out Fessy for being super fake, but acknowledge that like, hey, I was playing the game too. We both had to use each other to make sure that we both got to the final. And now here we are. I want to beat Fessy. And I I love that. The thing I was going to bring up to you though, was did you notice that Nani said it was their last night in the quote, Ice Dome? Did we know that that was the name? I never, I never heard that name before. Maybe I wasn't paying attention enough, but I was like, Ice Dome. Okay. That's the first time 
I heard anyone on the show, I think, refer to it as the ice dome. I find it unlikely that both you and I miss that over like 16 episodes of the yeah. show. Like we're pretty keyed in. We take notes. Yeah. yeah I we're found pretty that aware. Um, the other thing I thought that was kind of cool, obviously, was the women. You know, you had Casey, Cam, Nani, and Amber B all talking and, and Cam talking about how important it was for her that, you know, they're making history. And we've talked about this a bit before on this pod where I applauded the fact that I thought it was really cool that it that it was going on, but I thought it was even more cool that it was able to happen and it wasn't so much of a focal point of the season. And even in this point where they're talking about it, it's like, okay, cool, they're making that point, but they're not like going to ham about it. And I think what we forget sometimes in our calls for equality and, you know, diversity and all these things is like the end goal is when things like this happen and you don't even really notice it. Yeah. Right. And like, I know that sounds kind of weird because it seems like we're skipping a bunch of steps because there's a lot still going on in the world right now. And, you know, I just thought that was a really cool thing because we all step back and like, we look, we remember the show where it was, we remember, obviously we were talking about it when they'd had the arguments and who was it that spoke out about, you know, being typecast as the angry black girl, or that's how they felt all the time. Like think about how far they've come now where you have Amber, Casey, Cam, and Nani. And the first thing you think of about them isn't that they are a minority. Yeah. Right. And I I think that's just a great job by the show. I think that's a great job by them. I think that's a great job by MTV just continuing to cast all these people and get out of the normal reality TV BS that it would normally be where it's like, oh, we need to just tick all these boxes. Right. Like these people are just good characters, period. I mean, put it this way. Our podcast, this is our 172nd episode of You Killed It. I want to say we're in the 170s and not even when we first started this podcast, but in the first hundred episodes of this podcast, we had Camilla using racially charged language. Frankly, probably she used the worst word when speaking to Leroy. We had seasons where uh, Leroy and Naya were the last people of color in the house and there's still like 10 other people left you know we had it was I want to say it was Tanya that got into the argument on bloodlines about being the angry black woman that or or typecast as the angry black woman mm-hmm. and was uh, assaulted by Tony's brother whose name oh Shane? was that Shane. Um, that was off camera you're right. I'm sorry. It was Simone. Was it Simone? I'm going to look that up. Simone Simone was there, I want to say, and Cheyenne was there, and Devin was there. Yeah. But in any event, like, my point is that in the grand scheme of things, they've come a long way. And, like, I, I'm not fully pinning this on the producers because ultimately the people who succeed, like, I don't think the show's gamed that much. But the fact that they have cast such a diverse cast Mm -hmm. put people in this position to succeed. Again, I mean, I think the best example is Leroy, who was the subject of that racially charged tirade from Camilla. Yeah. And he was the one pointing out that, you know, 
uh, on his, I guess, his Battle of the X's season with Naya that, you know, every couple that won got, like, a special meal, and when it was their turn, they got fried chicken. Yeah. And, like, little things like that, you know, this is progress. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel shoehorned in. They're not trying to teach us a lesson. I don't want to say it's coincidental, but it's just nice that it's not, like, but I th- it's... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah. no. I was just going to say that I think that the most, like for me as a viewer, and I'd love to hear the feedback from everyone else watching the show, right? And, you know, because I, I feel like one thing, like Big Brother, we always make the joke of the minorities always go out first on Big Brother, right? Like that's a running yeah. theme of reality shows. And I feel like watching Cam, watching, and maybe it's just because we've seen them for so long, or Leroy, same thing. We've seen him for so long. But even Amber B, like, when I'm watching the show, I don't think of them as like, oh, this is the black girl, right? Like, yeah, they're just cast members. And you're right in the sense that you got to give MTV credit because they started casting a more, they started doing a more diverse cast. And over years, it becomes that. You can't be like, oh, well, this is the token because now like half the girls or maybe a third of the girls are minorities, right? So it's like, that's a part in and and once you do that you normalize it to your audience so that it's not a big deal right because yeah you're gonna have people who listen to this and they're gonna be like wait a second i never thought of cam as the angry black girl and i get that and more power to you for being mm-hmm. a, a upstanding human being with non-biases i applaud you and i give you credit for that i'm happy for you but a lot of other people don't live in that world where they are forced to see that fact. But then the flip side of it, you have other people who might be like, I don't know, but there's just something about Swaggy and Bailey. I don't really know what it is, but I don't really like the cut of their jib. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I, and I think that, you know, as you normalize these things, it's, well, Swaggy is just loud and refers to himself as Swaggy, <laughs> but he yeah. for the for an entire race, right? Because now you're you've normalized it, and you see someone like Leroy, who is a very nice dude. You watch him mature and grow and become like this like super nice guy that you're rooting for, and that's why it's so important. That's why diversity matters and normalizing having multiple people because far too often you become, we become familiar with like this one person representing an entire race. Yeah. And there's no tokenism. And again, to your point, you know, if you look at just the black people on this show, Mm -hmm. right? Like Leroy's Mm African-American. Cam's roots are in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Big T was born in Africa. Mm -hmm those are three very different kinds of black people with three very different experiences yeah. and there's subtle differences and I'm not going to pretend no, no, like no, I understand it all, no, no, but, no, no, but I, I recognize that there's like, we don't normally do that type of breakdown. It's just, you're just no. black, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Comes, right? Oh, oh, we got one black person. That's enough squared away mm-hmm. and said, there's a multitude of experiences yeah. that they're portraying and in, you know, equal light you know it's great to see and to your with this uh with this conversation that sparked our conversation again i hadn't really occurred to me like when we saw the women having that conversation about how diverse they were 
took a second. I'm like, well, who's left that's white? Like, I hadn't even, like, engaged. I'm like, oh, I guess it's just CT. Huh. And then, like, life goes on, you know? Yeah. It was, it was great to see. And, uh, I mean, we're going to talk about this at length this episode. Um, I like everyone in this cast except for one notable member. Yeah, which that's I think it. will become <laughs> like... very obvious very soon. Um, I like seven of them. So do we want to get to like right to the challenge or is there something else from the beginning of the episode you wanted to touch on? Uh, no, there's nothing else to touch on. Okay. We can get right to the actual final. Let's, let's TJ explains that fourth place, just like in Glengarry Glen Ross, gets nothing. Uh, they don't even see day two. Third place also gets nothing. Second place splits 100K. And then the winners split $900,000, which is like life-changing. Well, $100,000 is life-changing money, but 900000 split, I mean, for sure, is a ton. You could hand me 50 racks right now, John. I mean, you might see the bigger smile on my face. <laughs> but um, yeah, you mentioned that. And seeing the thing that got me right before they started was the confessional with Leroy like right as they're about to start and Leroy crying before the start of the final, that was like, oh, damn. That was like the reality check of, yeah, we're watching a reality show, but this is a real dude who has put a lot into this, right? He's been on yeah. multiple seasons. He's been involved and had this relationship and we've seen him, you know, get to this point so many times before. And now this is going to be his last one. And if you've been watching the show, you understand where those tears or where that emotion was coming from. Cause it's such a mixture of excitement, of nerves, of maybe being afraid cause you don't know what's next, right? But also accomplishment. So yeah, it's interesting to see. Well, if you think about his life, this has been 10 years of his life. This being on the real world and then obviously like parlaying that into the challenge like that's defined his life mm -hmm. and it's coming to an end and it's coming to an end on his terms, which is wonderful, but that doesn't make it any less scary or any less emotional. And, you know, he met two of his best friends in Nani and Michael from his season of uh, real world, Las Vegas, Mike, Mike, uh, he met the, I assume who he hopes is going to be his life partner in camp for the rest of his life. That's yeah. big stuff. And to say goodbye to that and to say goodbye to the experiences, well, how else are you going to end up spending six weeks in Iceland? Right? Like mm -hmm. it would be so hard to step away from that with all the ups and downs, you know? Yeah. So, so I felt for him there. And then now you add in the actual final starting and Hey, we're going to start with a three mile run through like some crazy terrain that includes like rocks and yeah, chance of a hurricane. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like a hurricane. Okay. And I didn't even know they got hurricanes in Iceland. I mean, that just looks like such an eclectic mix of, of just weather, right? Like, it's just like, yeah. wait, what? Like I'm so confused, right? <laughs> like, it's so many different things going on at the same time, but you know, when they mentioned, because when you really break down this first challenge and or this first day, and hey, let's be honest, this is what the majority of finals are. It's a lot of running and then puzzles. And so you think about, okay, well, 
you don't want to gas out too early. You want to be really smart about it. And I thought it was really interesting when you would see kind of the wide shots. Cause I was like, how do they even know where to run? And I thought it was really cool because you could see that the strategy that some of them had was as long as we keep close to the pack, we're going to be okay. Right. Yep. And you saw other people like Fessy who was very much trying to do too much here, right? Like he was very much concerned with like being in first and trying to gas up Casey to go faster, even though you could see that she was struggling and he was still trying to like gas her up and be like, come on, let's go, let's go. Despite the fact that like, if you're 10 feet ahead of someone, like it's not really going to matter on day one that they beat you by 10 seconds. Do do you know what I'm saying? I do. I'm going to say one thing okay. in defense of Fessy. Okay. Buckle up. Go ahead. Be on Fessy's side. Oh, I'm <laughs> joking. Like I'm, that. Joking. I'm joking. Well, people know when they're bad at something. They may not admit it, mm-hmm. but people truly know what okay. their flaws are. Mm-hmm. On some level, Fessy knows that he and Casey are not going to be good at the checkpoints. CT in confessional uh, says checkpoints are the equalizer. That's what I'm built for. I did to your point, as you were saying, I just got to be nearby and I'll, I'll catch up and pass at the checkpoints on some level. I bet Fessy knows that. And so he's, I believe overcompensating for knowing that that is going to be their weak point. It's a good call. Actually. I don't, I don't like Fessy, but I think on some level that's what's happening here. No, that's a good call. I like that. I like that. Um, Very early on, Leroy, Fessy, and Corey were in the lead. Nani was last. And I only bring that up because, the again, one of the things to always pay attention to is the dynamic between the partners. And I thought Leroy's dynamic with Nani was so good. Like he was very encouraging the entire time. He wasn't trying to be too far ahead of her. He would stop and let her catch up at certain points. Like I thought it was just really interesting. And it wasn't just, you know, and he said in the confessional, I don't want to overwork her. I don't want her. I don't want to completely gas her out early. So, you know, being like, come on, just keep going, just keep going. As opposed to come on, let's go, let's go. We got to keep pace. And like, you know, like now's not the time to, you know, go full throttle yet. And I love that strategy. And it's funny because I'm going to give credit to the producers and the editors because they were clearly setting us up for how things happened and how things played out. But watching it, I was like, man, Fessy is really, you know, and then they would show a confessional of someone being like, Fessy's being really hard on Casey. Like you could just tell it. I was like, oh, what's going on here? Hmm. So I thought I, I did think that was very interesting. But when we got to the first they, checkpoint, no, go on, go on. I just want to say they've set up that dynamic too for weeks now, right? That when Fessy was partnered with Nani and then partnered with Amber, you know, you have Cam and Confessional being like, I just don't think he just thinks he's better than everyone. Even in the liquor dome this episode, we had Cam being like, I don't like how Fessy's arrogance is rubbing off on Casey. Mm-hmm. I also want to make the point about Nani. Nani is the smallest person physically. Like I I have the sense that she's like maybe five foot four. Okay. If I had to guess less than 120 pounds, she's physically the smallest person 
now in the elite eight of this season with that wind picking up like she's going to be struggling to even move forward on a flat plane because the wind's going to be able to like knock her over Mm -hmm. easier than someone like ct or fessy because they have legitimately 100 pounds on her very good probably every guy on the show has 100 pounds on her very good point so so i think it's smart of leroy to recognize hey nani's giving it her all at the end of the day her all can only take her so far and that's okay Mm -hmm. like you, you can't hold it against nani that she's a petite person that's who she is so no uh, i like it i like it a lot i think um, you're no, I was just going to say, we get to the first checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And CT and Amber in first, but more so, Amber dominated that run. And she yeah. won the run by a while. There's even a point where she was saying, come on, CT, let's go. And they dubbed in CT being like, hey, don't talk to me like that, like joking around <laughs> or whatever. But I think this was huge for Amber, right? Because you got to remember, she you know, as much as Amber's had an up and down season, her ego's taken a hit, right? Because she had a great partner in Darrell, but most people looked at their partnership in terms of Darrell being the strength of it all, which I mean, he was, but he's also a really good competitor on the show. But then just last week, Fessy basically coordinated this whole thing just so that he could not have her as a partner anymore. And that is a huge disrespect if you're Amber. And so for her to come out in this challenge and automatically just, you know, dominate the first run and win the whole thing, I thought that was huge, 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 huge. Were you stunned by that? Because I was kind of surprised that she won. I was a little surprised that she won. I mean, she had like they'd said in confessional or, or in a straight to camera before the final began where ct was like amber just has to run which is what she excels at and like i didn't i didn't know haven't that. seen a lot of running competitions with her mm-hmm. and Darrell's not the fastest guy right yeah. like he's he's got he's slowed down a little as we old guys do and so i didn't realize quite how much speed she had and you know this is treacherous terrain so it's not even about like being quick but you have to like watch your foot placement you have to have strong ankles like it's more than just straightforward running um listener lucas wyatt uh tweeted at us how impressive is ct he's killing it so far in this final he's a 40 year old smoker with a dad bod and he's keeping up with amber (laughs) which is a great point it's true and maybe that's part of it too right because a lot of the montages if you think back to the house montages throughout the year when you would see them working out and stuff amber was always on the treadmill running Right. Yeah. And, and so maybe that's just a thing. She's a runner in, in general, like in her normal life back at home or whatever. And we know what she played rugby. Right. So, yes, she did. You know, that's a thing where, OK, cool. Like there, there's something there. But I was still surprised that, you know, her and CT were able to get that done that easily. And, you know, so it ended up being then after CT and Amber, it was Fessy and Casey, Cam and Corey and then Leroy and Nani. But they were all still pretty close. They were seconds apart. Yeah. So you get to the second, the first checkpoint, pardon me. And it's a challenge that we've seen from the start of the season. 
where basically you get to run up to the top of this like sand hill and grab a capsule that has a color code on it. And you have to remember, memorize the color code, go back to your station and then put in the code, the correct color code to detonate your bomb, quote unquote. Um, this was a pretty interesting one because I wondered about the strategy here. And I wondered if the best strategy might not have been to, you know, pretend like you're fighting, pretend like you're fighting, then ultimately let the other people go because you know they have to go multiple times, but then use the time that you don't have to fight with anybody where you could just freely have it by yourself. Yeah. So either you pump fake it and go back first so that everyone else is then rushing, thinking that you're in ahead. Then you actually go back once they leave. But my point is just get the capsule where you're by yourself and then you can freely, without having to fight anyone, memorize the capsule. I love that idea. I also liked what CT did here. So like Fessy and I think Leroy were the first two on it. Mm -hmm. And they were wrestling on the side of the hill with the capsule. And CT sort of pushes them apart so they still have their hands on it and they're still grappling with it. And he's just looking at the capsule as they fight. Yeah. And then he runs off with like the first five or six colors in his head. Jeez. That's just a veteran play. That's oh, yeah. a guy who's been around the block about 40 times, right? Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I did like, though, that the second go around, he roughed it up with Fessy a little bit. And they were going pretty hard. I liked it. I didn't know what Fessy was thinking here. So CT I mean. <laughs> has, yeah, CT has the capsule and he's like on his second go, he's trying to memorize it. Fessy comes from behind him and tries to grab it and wrestle it from CT. And so they're both struggling over it. And like at one point, Fessy is purposely like sticking it into the sand mm -hmm. so that CT can't like memorize more colors. But the problem with that is Fessy, like, as you're fighting over it, you're not seeing the colors either. Like, like there's, you're not gaining any ground. You're just slowing CT down. And CT is going to get glimpses of the colors too. So, like, why even make this harder for yourself? Like, what's the end goal? Yeah. Like, there's no thought, right? None. None. It, made, it made no sense. But, again not surprised by that. And I also wasn't surprised at the fact that CT was able to win this, right? Like he, he won it, not, and I mean, we don't know because you can edit it in so many different ways, but I wasn't surprised that CT won this memorization, quote unquote, puzzle strategy over Leroy, um, Fessy and Corey. Right, like if you're telling me that, and CT said it beforehand, CT is just really good at these games. He just is. Yeah. So the women, no, sorry, go on. I was going to say this, this, the first heat, the men's heat really cemented for me that I was cheering for everyone except for Fassett. <laughs> like I was equally invested in CT, Leroy and Corey. Mm -hmm. If Corey won that, would you have been upset? Not at all. If Leroy won, would you have been upset? Definitely not. How'd you feel about CT winning? Oh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. How'd you feel if Fessy won? I mean, I wasn't too worried about that, to be honest. I know. Saying, <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know see, what you're saying. I'm messing with I always, I always find when we get into these competitions, that's where I like discover my true feelings because I like totally. get 
I get worked up on it and I'll be like, yes, fucking CT. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm cheering for CT. Totally. But this was a weird one where it's just like anyone but Fessy. Like, so then how did you feel him. about the women's heat? Because, you know, they were all going at it at one point. And at first, Casey asked for the check. And I was like, oh, okay. But then she was wrong. And at that point, I thought, oh, I thought Cam was probably going to win, to be honest. I thought Cam was going to win, too. This seems like an event that she would excel in. Because we know she's great at things like pole wrestle. Mm -hmm. We know she's really smart. She's good at memorizing. She even said in confessional, she had a strategy of just memorizing six colors at a time. Yeah. I, uh, I had less investment in the women's heat. And it's because I like, I think all of them... Yeah, not quite equally, but pretty close to equally. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. I'm more like behind Cam and Nani than Casey and Amber, but I don't dislike Casey or Amber. Yeah, I was honestly I was surprised that Amber won. Same, same. And Amber was just out here balling, and I thought, you know, I loved it because it makes Fessy look like such a tool, right? Because she came out and won both challenges right? Proved to be the best female competitor in the first two challenges. But also, as we found out, she was the overall winner of both yeah. of the first parts of this, this elimination or fi- final part of me. And I think, you know, if you're Fessy, you look like a huge clown, a huge clown. And I think that probably added stress and pressure to what happens next, right? Well, we shouldn't skip over this part because it's pretty important. Amber has the opportunity to switch partners if she wants, because she won. Did you at any point think that she would actually switch partners? No. Neither did I. I, The fact that they, the way they cut to commercial, I was like, she's sticking with CT. I do have in my notes, she'd be an idiot to switch from CT. Yeah, it would make no sense. Like at this point, Leroy and Confessional has been saying throughout, like, anybody but CT. Like if if we let CT get ahead, there is no catching him because he's too experienced. He's too good. Frankly, CT's real gift is he's of the guys the most well-rounded. Exactly, and that's all and, it's about. That's really all it's about. Yeah, like he might not win every checkpoint, but he'll be top two. Yeah, and like if you combine that up along the way, he's gonna be right there. And like. He's in better shape than when he last won, which granted was a team competition, but like you, you can't let him get in his own, right? Totally. And like CT's on his way. And if you're Amber, you want to hit your wagon to that. Mm-hmm. And frankly, CT in terms of a partner, he and Leroy are going to be the best guys to work with. They're yeah. the most level-headed. They're the most positive and encouraging. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... he's the guy that you want to be partnered with if you can help it and she's got him and they're also off to a flying start like why switch away from this yeah i mean she makes the call she stays and and they're off to the two mile run and you need to get a key to get to your next checkpoint and i found this interesting because ct's just like yep this is common cool it's a marathon not a sprint he sees fessy trying to like race ahead and he's just like yeah this isn't gonna go well and you know, Fessy was pushing Casey, but you could tell she's getting tired. And the other part I found really weird was we talked about this a while ago. Like, I guess maybe it was when Fessy and CT had the argument at the liquor dome 
And there's a whole setup where we were talking about how difficult it would be for how difficult it would be for Fessy to beat CT in a final because Fessy's like, oh, as long as we're not remember this. And I went on this whole long thing about Fessy being like, well, as long as we're not running in three feet of snow, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And I'm like, have you not watched this show before, bro? Like, it's yeah. always going to be something. You're never just running around a track. <laughs> and so in this instance, where you're running on a hill on a bunch of rocks, it's not necessarily about speed when any misstep could like mess everything up. And so him pushing her and pushing her when she's clearly gassed and tired and clearly giving it all she has, and you know her, so you know it's not a matter of effort, and he keeps pushing her and pushing her. I felt bad, man, that she falls and her knee is just messed up. It didn't look good. And her being an athlete, and you'll know this, if you played any level of sport, right? Like when you hurt yourself, like you know right away when something is like bad, bad. And she yeah. knew right away. She was telling him like, Bessie, this isn't good. Like she's bawling on the ground, like her knee, her knee. And it just sucks. And I have so many takes on this. So I'll let you- I do too. So go ahead, go ahead. I do too. And you're totally right. You know, Casey plays football. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you experienced this. You might know people who don't know the difference between hurt and injured. Yeah. But someone that has been an athlete as long as Casey, she knows the difference. Mm -hmm. She knows her body as well. And I don't want to say that if you're an athlete, like you're automatically like an expert on anatomy, but you know your body. Yeah. And you know when things ain't right and when things will be okay and she says to him i heard my knee pop if you hear your knee pop it's not and it hurts that bad that's a tendon that's a ligament mm -hmm. it's one of the two and it is not good i can tell you from the way she was acting it was not a tendon it's definitely a ligament issue the question is how serious a ligament issue is it like yeah. And I'm sure you probably had the same thing where I was like, oh, that's one of the CLs. That's an ACL, a PCL, an MCL that just did not act right. So I, I felt bad for Casey here. I felt and, really bad for her, yeah. Because she's not my favorite, but I certainly wish her no ill. <laughs> like, I don't want to see her injured. I'd like to see her, you know, finish, do well. And Fessy wasn't quite being a dick about it but he wasn't being comforting and supporting and he wasn't being cool about it he wasn't being understanding so this is a part i wonder and well i mean we don't know maybe in some other interview they'll talk about it or whatever but i found that there were no shots of fessy like standing there with her like holding her hand as the medics like worked on her and i feel like you know I don't know if they told him to sit, move over to the side because there's not a lot of room, which could be a thing, right? You're on the side of a hill. There might not be that much space. So it could be a thing. But the way that it was cut, it made it look like Fessy was just being a jerk and being like a terrible partner. And, and he was just kind of like, oh, this sucks. I feel bad for her. But all of his quotes were very much about him, right? Yeah. And how this sucks for him. And he would be like, you know, Casey's hurt, but 
you know, I've, I've waited this whole season for this to get to this point and have her get hurt now. Like, you know, I feel bad for her, but for me, and it was always about him. And I know that, and I understand that that's editing. So I was trying to, I was trying to separate myself, John, and be like, you know what? They're clearly doing a good job of editing to make us not like Fessy. And I'm cool with that, but maybe they're going overboard just to emphasize that point. And that's what I thought until the food challenge part came up. Well, I'm going to pause you before you even get yeah. to that. Okay. Because the person that's bringing up the rear in this race is Nani. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in literature, there's the phrase, an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. I think Nani is a reliable narrator. I trust her judgment looking at a scene. Yeah. And as she goes by, she even... They sort of cut it, but it seemed like she stopped to speak to Casey before continuing on. Yeah. And she said in confessional that Fessy clearly thinks it's all about him. Yeah. And to your point, we don't see Fessy comforting her at all. Like, if you were in those shoes, if I was in those shoes, I know that what I'd be saying to my partner is like, hey, listen, you okay? Don't even worry about the race. Your health is what matters here. We're both young we'll be back next season. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to, like, destroy your knee forever. Like, no shame in calling for a medic. Yeah. Like, hey, what do you need? I'll carry you because, like, I'm sure he could carry her. Totally. He's not doing any of that. And like I said, I believe Nani when she scans that situation is like, Fassi's just making this about him. Right? And, and Nani has nothing to gain by saying that either. So I don't even think it's a question of editing. No, I, anyway, you were going to say. No, I was just going to say food. that. You know, I was trying to give Fessy a bit of a pass. Like maybe I'm being too hard on him or whatever. But then I see the food challenge come up. And we'll get to the other people in a sec for sure. But Casey is struggling to even walk to the food challenge, right? She's clearly gutting it out. They wrapped her leg up and she's trying to still compete. So I don't understand. They show up to the food contest and the fact that everyone is still there, the, le- the way that it's presented to us, everyone is still there, meaning no one's done yet. No one is gone yet. And Fessy, they cut to it a couple times and I'm like, yo, why is this guy just standing there? Like Casey's starting to eat and he's not eating. And as soon as he mentions, well, I mean, am I going, we're already not going to win the million dollars. So am I going to really eat all this terrible food and not win a million dollars? Or am I going to not eat this terrible food and not win a million dollars? And I was like, okay, this guy's really a jerk. Like all the mm-hmm. like thoughts that I was trying to just give him a pass for, I was like, no, 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 this guy's a jerk. Because homegirl just mashed up her knee. Her knee is fucked up. And she is still trying to gut it out and walk with you because she knows how much this also means to you, she's trying to gut it out and walk it through on a busted knee. And you won't even attempt to eat some nasty food. Like she is toughing it up and toughing it out. And even if she can't continue the whole way, she's trying and you won't even give her that much that you're gonna, you're not gonna eat nasty food. Nah, I was like, I'm done with you. I don't know why anyone would wanna be partnered with him ever again. No, not at all. You know, we got some uh, other messages from people. Sarah Casella said, you know, your partner is pushing through like that and you can't even eat some balls for her. Grow up. 
Uh, she, Sarah, also said, I don't know if I've ever been so alarmed by someone's degree of patheticness on the challenge. Next time you guys decide to skip MVP and do an LVP, please just call them the Fessy of the Week. My word. I have to agree with Sarah and you. This is just pathetic, horrible. Like, your friend, someone who you're regularly saying, like, I love you. You're my girl. We're in this together. As soon as things get hard, arguably in a situation that he contributed to by pushing her to go so hard and so fast. And you can't even say something encouraging. You can't even speak to her politely. Like at one point he says to her, Hey, how's your knee? And she says clearly in an attempt to like self talk and like build herself up. She says, Oh, it's, it's okay. It's feeling good. And he goes, huh? Like, you ask that question and you don't even, like, strain to listen. You don't even say, like, hey, you know, like, whatever you need, I got you. Uh, I'm going to apologize. Someone pointed this out to me, but my my DMs are pretty full these days, which Ooh. sounds like I'm bragging. Hey. I'm not bragging. It's not like hey. that. Hey. Uh, hey. But someone pointed out. For people not but, watching know, the pod right now, I'm doing a little oh, dance when I go, hey. Oh, hey, that's not what I'm getting at, that's a Sheldon slide Alexander. in the DMs. It goes down in the DMs. It's going down <laughs> in the DMs. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Um, but someone pointed out that, like, hey, in the first season of Rivals, Kenny literally carried Wes up a mountain. Correct. And I'm not saying that Fessy should do that because that could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, do something more than, you know, being so negative and so, like, not matching her energy and trying to build her up. Or even just reassure and say, again, hey, it's not your fault. Your health is more important than this win. You can't put a price on your health. And I'm not going to put a price on your health. Like, where's that talk? You yeah, know? I just didn't get it. I didn't understand his his headspace that he's like, I don't even want to try to eat any of this stuff. It's just really weird to me. I didn't understand it at all. I don't understand what his MO was. Like, what are you thinking? You really just don't, like, you do know that if there was a chance for you to win, like, you would have to eat this. So, like, yeah. it makes me wonder what would have happened if they were in the race. Do you know what I mean? And also, how were they not in the race? Because again, everyone was still there where you showed up. So you still have somewhat of a chance. There's no way you can convince me that you have absolutely no chance because she hurt her knee. Again, I wonder if Fessy's ever even watched this show. Because there's certain yeah. things it's true. that you just have to expect on the challenge. And like it was a little exposed when he and CT got into that fight a couple of episodes ago mm-hmm. when he wasn't aware of when CT last won. But yeah. if you're going to be on the challenge, you can expect three or four things. Number one, you're going to fall from a height into water. Correct. Number two, there's going to be some sort of hall brawl or pole wrestle. Mm-hmm. Number three, you're going to do obscure pop culture trivia. Number four, you're going to eat something gross. Those are the things you can count on every season. So how is he not mentally prepared? And like, hey, I wouldn't do well at this gross eating. I I would be really bad at it. I have a sensitive stomach. I have a strong gag reflex. I would be bad. 
but I would know to expect it, right? Like I would see it coming. And one of the things that I think about every time we watch them eat something gross is the producers wouldn't give you something that is inedible, right? They're not going to give you literal poison. It might not be appetizing. Yeah. It might not be cooked, but they're going to give you something that the human body can digest. So what was it? It was a sheep's face, ram testicles, and a pint of blood. But what kind of blood was it? I, they didn't say. It was a liter of blood. It was way more than a pint. Oh, my bad. My bad. I, I, I think it's funny. Like, CT was crushing it. He always crushes the eating competitions, as horrible as they are. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I wondered, I'm like, you know, there's like at least a good chance that CT drinks blood for fun. Like this might be part of his like training regime. Like if you told me that CT when he was 27 read in some like obscure workout blog that it was good for your recovery to drink blood, I could imagine him drinking it. Like the, the man is kind of crazy like that. He doesn't seem as crazy as he once did. The one But he is a little crazy. So the one part I found was really funny was when Corey's like, don't worry, Cam, start with the balls, start with the, the ram <laughs> testicles. And she's like, don't tell me what I'm about to eat. <laughs> this is a gourmet delicacy. I'm okay. I'm okay. Don't tell me what I'm about to eat. I, I will say Corey had my line of the episode when he said, go ahead and play the montage of me throwing up right here. And then Sheldon. I didn't watch it. It was the most gratuitous vomiting montage the challenge has ever put together which is saying something I'm for those of you that can't see sheldon he is looking around so uncomfortably <laughs> no i i didn't watch the montage like when it started i was like all right and i kept the volume on so i could hear when it was over but like i saw a couple of them right but like it was like nah i i this is for people who are new to the challenge to see the the throw up montage. I've seen one or two of those in my life already. So it's like, yeah, I get it. Don't need to see this. Uh, I'll also say not. Amber looked like a vampire with all the blood all over her face. Like it was so, everywhere on her. I'll say this in the trailers and all that. I thought that Amber like fell and cut herself. That's what I thought. I did all those too. Shots were from. I didn't realize it was from drinking the blood. Great job by the, the editors there. Cause you had me fooled. You had me. They got us. Got me. Um, but yeah, so the puking montage again, super gross. But Fessy doesn't want to eat. He's a huge chump. And I mean, I don't, I still don't understand that. I love Leroy calling him a chump. In fact, Leroy called him the P word, which did like, you can say that on MTV. I didn't even realize you could do that. I, I guess you can. I don't think you should. I don't think it's I mean, the kind of language we use in 2021. Well, but. I also found it. I also found it hilarious because it's like, you know, the women are killing the dudes at this point. Yeah. Right. So like, there's multitude of reasons why it it caught me so off guard. Um, but yeah, I thought it. I thought it was just super weird. Just you know, at the end of the day, but CT and Amber win again. And they get to sabotage another team. And we're kind of left on this cliffhanger, which let's be honest. I don't really think this is much of a cliffhanger because you obviously will penalize a team that's in second, which, mm -hmm. right, you, you give it to Cam and Corey because they've been the team that's been closest to you so far, right? Like it's not that complicated. I think that's a must. Yeah. It's, it's not just that they're in second, but... 
like in your head you have to and i think ct knows this i think that the way he's speaking to amber he knows what the correct answer is Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to like put the words in her mouth. He doesn't want to make it seem like I'm the boss here and I'm telling you what to do. But you're right. The answer is to give it to Cam and Corey because here's how the rest of the day is going to play out. Fessy and Casey are going to be the last ones to leave that checkpoint because mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to finish the food. They're going to time out. If Fessy and Casey make it to the end of day one, she's going to be medically disqualified. Like, her knee's going to swell up as soon as she rests. That's going to be a wrap. They're going to be the fourth place team. They're out. So, you got to be thinking it's between either Leroy and Nani or Cam and Corey. And Cam and Corey being second, what you're racing for at this point is whenever it's a two-day final, the team in first place always gets a big advantage, usually getting to sleep through the night. Yeah. So you're playing right now to sleep through the night. If you can put Cam and Corey further back, guaranteeing that you get to sleep, I mean, that's worth its weight in gold. Right? Totally agree. So that's got to be the decision. And, like, I like Cam and Corey. I'm not, like, I'd be thrilled if they won. Of course. I like Corey more and more. I like Cam. But uh, if you're CT and if you're Amber, that's got to be the decision. Nope, I totally think. agree with you, my dude. Totally agree with you. Um, what was your line of the episode? I don't think you really said. <laughs> my line of the episode was actually Leroy when they got to the food challenge and Leroy's like, he's like, I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to start right with the testicles. Wait, uh, I don't know if that came out right. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I think he might have said, I'm going to start with the balls. And then elaborated. <laughs> And that just made it worse. And it was like, I don't think that came out right. But you know what I'm trying to say. I do know what you're trying to say. Who killed it for you this week? Oh, it's got to be Amber. By far, it's got to be Amber. Because here's the thing, right? Even if Amber, we thought Amber was a pretty decent player, I don't know if we all thought that Amber would be at the forefront of winning all of these challenges. Right? Like, I didn't think that like winning all of these challenges at the very beginning. And yeah, CT did his part. Obviously he solved the, you know, he had to solve a puzzle, but so did she. She beat all the girls, right? She beat everybody actually. She did it the fastest in terms of uh, solving that that puzzle. So you give her a lot of co- uh, credit for that. She beat everybody in the run. You got to give her credit for that. And she held her own in the eating. Of course, CT is going to take down the majority because that's what CT does, but she was right there putting in work as well. And I think more so for the surprise factor, because no matter what, not a lot of people were expecting that from her. Got to give her credit. I um, I agree with everything you just said, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it, Shelly. Going with an LVP. Hey, can't knock that. And you know who it is. It's Fessy. Of course. It's Fessy. You know, I don't think that it's... Casey's injury is a hundred percent his fault. Yeah, but he contributed, mm-hmm. and then he was a dick about it, and then he didn't eat the food, and he was a dick in the liquor dome, and he's been a dick all season. Yeah, and just like it's basically how to be thing... a bad partner one on one. And you know, thinking in the long term, who's going to want to partner with him? 
in future, like one of the beautiful things about the challenges, you come back year after year and you got to be thinking about the next season too, right? Yep. And he's not thinking that way. And, you know, like I said, I think it's increasingly obvious that he's never really watched the show, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that's fine. But you can't not watch the show and also at the same time think you're going to come in and dominate. Like there's got to be some, if you don't want to watch it, if you want to go in ignorant, that's on you. But you also have to come in with the like humble attitude of like, I don't really know. I'm just going to try my best. I'm going to figure it out as I go along. No, I agree with that. And you know, he hasn't listened to people like his friend Corey, who I know Corey's never won. But Corey knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Corey has a really good understanding of house dynamics. Corey has come in hot and like try to take out the veterans and he's come around to respect them and understand why they're so successful. Fessy, for whatever reason, isn't learning from his friend's example. And it's just like, it's brutal to see. And it's brutal that, again, maybe his pushing and rushing Casey has led to what could be a catastrophic injury. We don't know yet. And, you know, in her real life, she's a professional football player. This might affect her livelihood. Like it's, it's pretty serious, dire consequences. And he can't even like be gracious about it. Yeah. And I, I think a lot about the interview we had with Smashley before the season began. Mm -hmm. And she made an excellent point that going into these finals it's the people have a little bit of meat on their bones that do really well when she was speaking about Polly, because they have calories that they can count on they have some reserves of energy they might not be as fast or as nimble and like ct has that right leroy has that a little Corey has that a little you know and it's Fessy's arrogance throughout the season and especially this episode is so off-putting so Fessy you're my LVP he definitely didn't do himself any favors that's for sure where can the good people find you on social media uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander same thing for YouTube and on Twitch you can find us on Blast Podcast I can subscribe that's how you support the movement here that is the On Blast Network and the You Killed It podcast. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. And until next week, this was You Killed It. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you. Thank you.